Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, and joined in studio, as always, my co-host, Randy, the officer of optimism. Uh, <laughs> What's up, buddy? Dude, I, I, I'll never get over that. What? The names, they're awesome. Every day, it's, I just, I'm curious over here what's going to hit. I just come up with them and then give them to you. And the that's, delivery. That's number 42. 42 episodes. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, appreciate it, everybody. A couple uh, housekeeping things. We've got a great new uh, event that we just we're putting the final touches on here in Scottsdale, October 18th and 19th. You can go check out the info at pfmarketingsolutions.com slash event. And that's basically what I'm doing with that group is I'm getting the best of the best into the room of a meeting of the minds. That's really what, what this is all about. Your net worth is in your network, and you've heard that a million times before, and it's absolutely true. I can attest to that. I've been in organizations and groups and masterminds that just because of the collective brain power in the room just elevates everybody. So yeah. it's going to be a great time. Check it out. If you want to get in on that before we shut it down, you better get over there, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash event. I kept the price super affordable, less than a hundred bucks a day, because I know people are going to be traveling and there's going to be some cost involved with that. Totally get it. Come on out. Let's have a good time get to know everybody. And you know, that'll be fun. It'll be great. And there's going to be massive value. I mean, just with the people that are coming out, you know, right. rubbing elbows with some of the, they're elite fitness owners. And that's exactly the caliber of people you want to be around. Perfect. That's for sure. Cool. Great episode today. Marketing must do's. We see a lot of marketing out there. We do a lot of marketing for clients and we see a lot of don't have these. Yeah. That's, and it's the unfortunate part. I mean, it's just areas that get stained out to us that really has made our lives a lot easier in growing your fitness facility. I think some of these things are essential. Mm -hmm. Some of them are unique tactics. Some of them are kind of ideas, but at the end of the day, not having these is going to keep more work on your plate. It's going to limit your potential. Yeah. And quite frankly, we're here to grow. So let's grow. Let's grow. Number one, do, 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 content. What is it? Why do you need it? Okay. Content can take a lot of different forms. I want to be really clear. It's not just video content. It could be eBooks, lead magnets. Mm -hmm. It could be this podcast is content. This is what this is. It could be email content, blog content. We can do reference guides, nutrition mm -hmm. books, recipes. Those are all pieces of content. We like video for a lot of reasons, especially using it on social media, just because we have the tools that you have at your disposal. When you do video marketing, you can then turn around and put people into custom audiences that are watching the videos. Yep. How great would it be to, instead of going into a lobby of a hotel in Las Vegas and just talking to everybody by standing up on the, on the blackjack table, hey, I can help women lose weight, come talk to me, versus just taking all those women over here into the corner and just talking to the women yeah, exactly. or the guys or whatever it is, whoever your target is. That's what video marketing allows you to do with retargeting custom audiences. Yeah, in a little bit of self-selection. You're not just speaking to the masses and blanketing an offer. 
These are people that are raising their hands by engaging in your content. If they're beautiful when with custom audiences and such, when you get to the 50, 75% views, 90% views, people are watching 90% of your videos. They're really interested in the things that you're saying. That's somebody who is no longer a cold audience. You're starting to warm that lead. And that's invaluable to the process. And unfortunately, a lot of fitness facilities, everybody, I mean, just the industry in general is stuck on just the direct response side of it. Blanketing offers, buy my thing. And that's what you mean by that, right? It was very PC of you. Buy my thing, buy my <laughs> shit. So the cool thing about content marketing, it's a two-pronged approach. It's only going to make your direct response perform better exactly. when you're pushing out content, giving value to your marketplace. When it's time to ask for something, people are more willing to make that purchase, click that button when you do push the offer out. So keep that in mind. Like, trust, and respect. And that's really, it's not the direct response side of it, of the coin, the marketing coin that delivers that, that builds a relationship. You're positioning, you're asking somebody to deliver value in the way of their money. This is you giving away value without the expectation of an immediate return. Hashtag truth. (laughs) Truth truth bombs. Truth bombs on... uh, Got to have content. So if you're not doing video content, I'm telling you, go do video content. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. We, I know personally how hard I had struggled with doing video for a while. Just, I didn't like what I said. I I hesitated or I didn't like whatever the way I looked or the lighting was bad or whatever it is. It's going to keep you holding, holding you back. Just do it, get it out there and just make it better. Okay. Paralyzation by perfection or whatever. Mm-hmm. Paralyzed by it's, paralysis by analysis. There it is. Yeah. Whatever. It's the same concept. Yeah, absolutely. If you're so stuck on being perfect, you're never going to get anything done. Ready, fire, aim. I can tell you a hundred percent of the time your marketplace is going to appreciate the authenticity and genuineness of having you, either the owner of your facility or your staff on video a hundred times more than a corporate. If you're a franchise, the corporate material than that perfectly scripted robot high production thing. Yeah, there's there's something to be said, and especially personal training. It goes back to that personal aspect. When people walk in the door, and I've talked to other facility owners that we've worked with over the years, and those that do video content really well, they've all been told that that was an impact on the decision for the client to walk in the door. Beautiful. Once they were in the door, it was shocking to them that the people that they saw in the marketing material who were the people that they walked in and saw in the facility? You can't fake that. You can't outsource you, you, it. You can't. It not. I mean, granted, guys, if, if you need content, there are places you can get content. We offer it with our GPS. We can get you started. But you got to get your foot in the water. You got to get uncomfortable a little bit. Video is hard for a lot of people to do, like you said. Mm-hmm. Get uncomfortable. This is one of the challenges of growing your business that you might need to step into that role. It's just the competition is getting harder and harder. Yep. And if you're not going to elevate what you bring to the table, this being one of them, other people in your competition are going to. They are. Don't and the look- ones that are working with us are because we're telling you to do it. And we're helping with our content to clan mm-hmm. program, which is we help. I get on a call with owners. We define the pillars of the business that make them unique. What are the things that get the result for the client? Then we drill down and we create eight topics. Mm-hmm. eight video topics to do. I tell you what to say. I tell you how to hold the camera. I tell you what oh, the energy. We get the topics and then you give us the raw footage and we'll take it from there. We'll edit it. We will brand it. We will post it. We'll create the custom audiences for you. We'll, we'll build all those campaigns out and then we retarget offers 
that's our content to client. Guys, if you're interested in that, if you struggle with how to, what should I say? What are my topics? You need to get on a call with us, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. We'll solve that problem for you. We'll get that stuff posted for you. So all you need to do is give us the raw videos. Because again, like Randy said, it does make an impact when the person comes into your gym and sees the person from the video right there in front Huge. of them. And Huge. all of a sudden there's this rapport kind of built already. That trust was built ahead of time. Exactly. They feel like, and that was the thing, they feel like they know you already. Yep. And there, I can't think of any other way that you can get in front of an audience, the people that you want walking, you know, that are walking into your facility mm-hmm. and have that relationship started. Video content is right now is absolutely the greatest medium to provide that solution. Cool. All right. Number two, automation. This is something I love. Okay. Automation. Everybody's like, ah, oh, you can't automate the whole thing. I love it. Yeah. We, so were just, we were just looking at it. I just, so we use Zapier guys. If you know what Zapier is, you will understand this. I was looking at the test history in Zapier because we're getting close to our, whatever, our total Zap limit. And so I was just kind of looking in there, see what uh, Zaps were running and everything. And as I was looking at it, I saw a website lead came in, pushed the Scipio, Scipio nurtured to a Calendly appointment. They booked a consultation. The lead got pushed to our Google lead sheet and everything happened right when I was looking at it. And removed from the other. And removed from all the nurtures. So here was a website lead that came in. We automatically nurtured them. We sent them a voicemail through the voicemail broadcast feature in Scipio. We then nurtured them. That person saw the message. Great. Let me click the link, book themselves, and then all the automation pulled them out of the sequences. And now they're on the calendar and now they're going into another automation to remind them to show up. Nobody lifted a finger. I did all the work ahead of time. Zach was out there on the training floor. He didn't have to pick up the phone. Our front desk girl didn't have to pick up the phone. And that person booked themselves for their appointment. Beautiful thing. That's what your clients want. That's what leads want. They don't, they want to know what to do next yeah. and they want to be told what to yep. do. So Keep, when we in general, in general, people do, when we send it to them via text, email, whatever, we telling them what to do, they do it. And guess what? This client's going to come in and I know our closing percentage was Zach and we're going to probably have a nice client out of this that all the automation happened. To touch on automation, this is one of the areas of being a fitness facility owner, a gym owner that will pull a lot of that work off of your plate. The part of our coaching program, we're huge on automation. I know, Tim, you've flown out to Chicago. You've built literally onboarding. I've or, flown or, out to Palm Springs. I'm just thinking specifically that, yeah. that process of cold lead to consultation, yeah, so, yep. that custom automation you created with a client to take that work off of somebody physically having to go do yeah. every single one of those touch points. Yes. Built a system and I'm pretty, I, they were telling, I was watching their uh, response to it the other day and they were talking about as you guys are building this out, people are coming into the their the ecosystem, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's blowing their mind. It blew their minds because they used to be training. They'd have to go check every couple hours and see if any new leads came in. Mm-hmm. They'd have to get up on the pickup of the phone in between sessions, try to get that. They missed that person. I was just going to say, let's think about this process. If you are a solopreneur or if you have a limited team or you have your training staff is also responsible for the sales and nurturing leads and things like that. The speed between when you get, when you capture a lead or somebody comes into your business as a lead to that first initial touch point, what's our recommendation? 10 minutes, half yeah. hour at most yeah. before that lead has been contacted in order to really successfully start that process down the funnel of gaining a new member. Mm-hmm. You can't do that without automation if you don't have systems in place and you are limited by your time on the floor. Humans. Yeah, exactly. The human component is, it's really difficult to do all that stuff. Or do you have a staff member that might have dropped the ball or didn't? I've done it. 
I've definitely been the first to throw myself under Whoa, the bus, right? Wait a minute. We're going to have a talk. Uh, well, we've had that talk. That's why I'm back on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> but we are all human. And when, especially gym owners, you guys wear so many hats. You're mm. thinking about, you're doing payroll, then you're plunging the toilets. And the last thing on your mind is checking your whatever lead generation campaign you've got going to figure out who came into the who needs to be contacted. And the thing that the thing that you're probably not even thinking about, what if you're having a bad day and you call that person and you just sound like crap on the phone? That can happen too. You're not even thinking about that. At least with automation, it's the same message across the board. And it goes, sorry to interrupt. Yep. It goes back to setting those thresholds too, baselines and understanding the system that's in place right now. The human tangent is always a variable. That conversation that you have with that client can change if you don't have a script and a system that you work off of. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, it might be completely different than you answering the phone today. Yep. So don't lose that because you're not operating at your best. Allow something that's a baseline to create a level of success that you can now track mm -hmm. and work towards increasing the effectiveness of. Yep. But you can't do that with constantly juggling everything and assuming that you're bringing your best foot forward. Yeah. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. So that was pretty fun when we were with Steve and Kate out in uh, Naperville. Naperville, yeah. Naperville, and oh, great, great town. If you're in Naperville, high five. Great food out there. That's uh, my old stomping ground. Yeah, it's really, really cool. <laughs> cool area. I liked it. And yeah, a lead came in and we just, all of a sudden his appointment got booked. He gets an email. Dude, did you guys put this lead in here? I mean, we, we went, I, I, I didn't test it, but let's go back and find where that lead came from. And boom, it's sure enough, website. Scipio, awesome. Fusionsoft, Calendly, bing, on the schedule. He was, yeah, mind blown. But this is something we've been doing. I've been doing this. I just thought it was, I thought everybody did it. I'm sorry. I thought this was just the norm. I created these systems here and we just do it for everybody. So if you're interested in that, here's another pitch, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. I'll fly out to your place and build this thing for you. How's that sound? That sounds awesome. Yeah. I can tell you guys wholeheartedly, I've known Tim for a long time. I've known him through the transition of his facility from when he first started to this facility he's in now. One of the massively impactful aspects of mm. the ability to grow and scale to this level is the automation that's in place. Yeah. Without a doubt. That would put a lot of money on that deal. On that, that bet. Yeah, you know our I mean? automation's dialed here. 
one small nugget is I just got Infusionsoft Keep certified yeah. over the weekend. So now- Round of I've, applause. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't a big deal. They were very surprised. Like, oh, you kind of know your stuff. <laughs> yeah. So with that test, thank you very much. How many years? 10 years nine, deep probably? Nine years in Infusionsoft. Yeah. Power user. Whatever. Probably, probably figured it out a little bit. Yeah, no, it's awesome. So certified partner, so I can do some really cool stuff in your accounts if uh, if you're using Infusionsoft. Next thing, moving on. I'm going to skip that one and go, go to split testing. Okay, split testing is definitely, it's a lot of things. You can split test several things. Okay, let's just take it up to the ad level. Let's mm-hmm. say we're, we're Facebook, Instagram. You can split test Facebook versus Instagram. Those are placements. You can split test video versus static image. You can split test lead ad to landing page. Mm-hmm. You can split test offers, headlines, copy, colors. Targeting, male, female. Targeting. Distance. I mean, like any variable that you can play with. You can split test. And what we mean by split test is we're going to create two different things and we're going to run traffic equally to both and see which one outperforms. A true split test, to just elaborate on that, would be every variable is identical and you make one change between mm-hmm. left versus right, an A-B split test, if you may. Yep. One thing. So if you think of a landing page and you're splitting your sales page, maybe you change just the color of the, the buttons. That's it. That would be a, yeah. a true A-B split test. Let's get really serious for a second. The one thing that would tell you is the offer is probably going to move the needle the most, Offers not the, the color right. of the button. Absolutely. The color of the button is when you know your offer is so dialed in and we're talking percentages of small percentages and you're just, this is say an evergreen offer and you completely, you know, just continuously testing, sending thousands of hits to this. Yeah. Switch the color of the button or swap the video for a different video or whatever. I mean, those are the things you can do at that level. But if you're really trying to figure out what hits in your market, it kind of goes against a little bit what we said about changing offers all the time. But the point is that you need to know what hits in your market because what hits in your market may not hit in another market and vice versa. Mm -hmm. If you're just going and seeing what is this gym over here doing? And let me just copy it word for word. It happened to a client we're working with. I said, where'd you get this ad copies? Well, we just know that this guy's doing really good things. We just took it. I go, you copied that word for word. That's what you did. And, and it's not working for you. It doesn't surprise me. I know exactly where you're going it, with but this. But you just can't just go think that it's going to work for you. So you got to test. And that's why we talk about split testing. And once you do find what works, keep doing that. That's the biggest thing. That's the thing. And I've, I've fallen into this trap big time. It's an entrepreneurial I've, type so thing, I think entrepreneurs will do something, we'll, we'll create a project, we'll, we'll get it all the way to where it works and it's awesome. And then you look back and like, yeah, that's great. Let's do something Let's else. Let's do something completely different. <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm sorry. So if you're an entrepreneur- I No, don't, he doesn't anymore because we don't let him. Yeah. But- uh, That works so well. Let's change everything and do something different. No, we just find out what works and keep running hard on once, once you figure it out. But once, going back to, like you said, like we did just speak on- switching up your offer in a different episode, mm-hmm. it, ultimately it still has to be what you want to be known for. Yep. That you shouldn't be split testing things that are not conducive to your f- training facility. Don't go give away whatever because that's what somebody else is doing and that's not how your fitness facility r- operates and works. And it has to be true to you yeah. and your facility. Start there. Then you can play with, a li- I mean, little changes in the offers. 
right? Maybe it's a seven day versus a 14 day. You're not ultimately changing what you're presenting to the marketplace. It's just the duration that might resonate the best with the people in your area. Or price points. Price points, things like that. Keep Mm -hmm. the duration the same and change the price. I think that might be the best because we're going back to like how to convert somebody in your facility. It changes dramatically when you go from seven to 21 Mm -hmm. or 30 or six weeks. I just had a conversation with one of our clients about backing off because they had a 30 day and I asked them why. And it was a 30-day trial. That was the only thing they've ever tried. Mm. And I said, have you ever tried anything shorter? And they said, no. And then I said, well, what do you think about it. At, after two weeks, do you think that client knows, based on the level of service that they were getting, after being exposed to all of those training sessions over the two weeks, do you think that client knows at two weeks whether or not that's a great fit for them or not? Of course. And they're like, absolutely. And I was like, then why Shorten are you it. worrying about extending that? I go, how many of those people by the end of 30 days have you already forgotten about? Yeah, the excitement dies down. The excitement's on, they're already moving on, they're looking for the next trial to go jump into, things like that. So let's keep the excitement. People buy when people are excited. You Mm -hmm. strike when the iron's hot, right? When somebody's moving into your facility and they're training with your staff and they're seeing great results and the energy's high, that's the perfect time to have the conversation about what is the next step. Yep. Yep. And yeah, those long plays can be very difficult, and especially if you don't have automation in play to work on touch points, make sure that the consultations are scheduled for follow-ups. All of those things need to be in place to really successfully crush those types of trials. Perfect. Well said. All right, we'll go back up to retargeting. Now, let's define retargeting for a second. There's a lot of types of way to retarget. Let's start with the fact that you went to the Home Depot website and you looked at a ladder. I need a new ladder because I'm hanging some Christmas lights, right? Or whatever. Oh, yeah. Got that yellow Werner, what is it, Werner ladder, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you just didn't buy it at the time. Then you're scrolling through CNN's website. And all of a sudden at the top, you see that damn ladder shows up. And then you're over on Facebook ads. And all of a sudden, there's the sidebar. You got that ladder in it. And all of a sudden, you're on your Gmail. And they've got a promotion right there on the sidebar there. There's the damn ladder. How did they do that? What is that? That is called retargeting. They know that you are looking at that ladder yep, and they're going to follow your ass around until you finish the purchase. Retargeting is great. We use it quite a bit. It's great from being in the business. Yeah. You know, on the business side of the coin, as a consumer, it's we have that internal dilemma too. Yeah. Sometimes it's creepy. Sometimes it's, you know. This is a little creepy. But there's something to be said about the ease of the purchase as well, right? Let's take the trouble. That's something that you've decided you were interested in. Yep. That company, in a way, is doing you a service by continually showing something that they know you're interested in. Yes. So yes. the ease of a purchase, rather, they're minimizing the number of variables. You're not shopping around anymore. This is something you've looked at. This is something that you've shown interest in. Let's provide you the solution to buy. Yeah. So yeah. I see both sides of the coin. I mean, if we sit around and we talk about something long enough, it'll probably show up on Facebook as well. Yeah, no, that's something else that we don't know how it's happening. Maybe this the iPod HomePod over here, <laughs> whatever, is listening to us. But retargeting is a great way to follow your audience versus just hoping for that one hit, one sale kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. if they, that person hit that website or hit your landing page and you never and they never saw your ad again, they'll forget. And we combo this with like what we call an abandoned cart sequence. So when we're doing funnels for say low barrier offered or paid trials online, when some we have a two step. Okay, so on step one, they're going to give us their info. So first name, last name, email, phone number, whatever. The less you ask for, the more likely it is. But the less you ask for, the less mediums you can follow up with. If you're just asking for an email, you can't text them. Hey, Tim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. 
you know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week profit business accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winningjim.com slash grow. And now back to the show. If you're and you can email them, but you can't put their name in the email. You can't merge it, merge field mm-hmm. their first name. So if you get their first name, email, and phone number, then you can pretty much do anything you want at that point. When they opt in and they don't finish what they were intended to do, like make the purchase, we wait. We put in our automation again in Fusionsoft. We build a 15-minute timer into our sequences. And then we send them an email, hey, wait a minute, in the subject line, or did you forget to do something, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And we send them back to the order form to finish the purchase. We did this for years, and we've done this since 2015, hardcore. This was our foundational element in our campaigns that we ran for clients. We found that 35% of our purchases came from the abandoned cart sequences that we wrote. And okay, well, that's pretty slick. We already know by e-commerce data tells us 85% of people will abandon the cart on any e-commerce. That's Amazon, that's whatever, the Home Depot site. First time they visit, right? Yeah, they'll go to that page. They're not ready to commit or they don't have their wallet or they're in the middle of something or they got a call or they had to run to the bathroom and they forgot to finish the purchase. 85% will bounce off of that page. Well, if you don't have retargeting in place, and if you don't have backup automation in place, they could be gone forever. We picked up 35% additional bump. That's a third of the entire business that's taking place. Because of these- Because of the system, yeah, the automation that's in place. These are marketing must-dos. This is what the episode's about. So put this into place. If you need help with that, holler at us. You know the link by now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you can do that. Most CRMs have some sort of- Ability to create an abandoned cart sequence. If you're using ClickFunnels, you can build it within uh, Actionetics if you have the Edison suite. To us, it's a a no-brainer. It's a must-do. Yeah. I can tell you, I would much rather make 30% more on every every opportunity 100% of the time. So there you have it. Okay. Last and must-have here for marketing is tracking your ROI. This is... Very important, my friend. How do you know if you're making money on a campaign? Well, if you're not tracking it, you really can't tell. There's a lot of ways to track it. One of the things that we put into place recently that has made this very few things blow my mind anymore, right? This blew my mind. My whole mind was blown off my top of my head. You see this atom bomb? Yeah, that's what this is what Tim looked like right here. Boom. My head blew off. So let me paint the picture for you. When you're running purchases through a website. Let's just say you're running Facebook ads to a funnel and the purchase is happening on the website. Mm -hmm. The data is tracked nice and clean. You can put a purchase action on the confirmation page. You can tie how much revenue. You can even put custom code if you have different bumps and upsells that you could track every purchase, every cent that was made on that click from a Facebook. You can put it into your ads manager, customize your columns, and you know this ad campaign spent a thousand bucks and I made generated yep thirteen thousand four hundred dollars from this. That's awesome. But what happens when the purchase is made offline? How do you know which ad that person came from? 
well, I didn't know this existed. However, once I learned, uh, my mind was blown, we use something called Wicked Reports. Wicked Reports ties into our Infusionsoft account. And what that what it does is it, it knows by tracking where the lead came from, went into our CRM. And if that purchase happened over a 28-day time frame from the time they came into that ad, it will attribute by pushing the data backwards, backwards into Facebook and say, this person was a lead, came in, say, July 1st. They made the purchase July 20th for $5,000. That $5,000 belongs to that campaign. It On pushes, a phone call or something. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Separate of the flow through Facebook ad to a landing page to a purchase. Yeah, it, it happened offline. Offline conversion, sure. So if we did a phone consultation with a client and, and maybe they jumped on board on a $5,000 plan or whatever it is, yeah, that transaction happened offline on a phone. We ran it through Infusionsoft. Wicked Reports dropped that data backwards into that ad campaign. And we know without a shadow of a doubt, the purchase happened because of this ad set. That's awesome. That's That changed the game. It to does. me, it got... Blew my mind. It, re it removes the guesswork on the success of your and yeah. the success of your campaigns. Ultimately, tracking ROI, knowing the value of a client to your business, and then ultimately what you can afford to attract a client for. This is how you look at that in the ads and campaigns that you're running. For sure. If you're putting a dollar in the machine and you're getting fifteen dollars back, it's a win. If you're putting a dollar in, you're getting fifty cents every single time. Change something, right? Change. Something there's something needs to happen here. Right. Typically, I mean, there's small examples to when that's okay, but. That's how you judge the successful marketing campaign. Yes. Is about your true ROI and taking it offline and having those conversions happen and being able to still report that back to the piece the of source. the source that got their interest in the beginning. That's massive power. Marketing is the general, uh, let's, let's put it to you this way the goal of marketing is to multiply capital. You put a thousand in, you make five thousand. That's a great out. way of putting it. You multiplying your capital. Mm -hmm. It's is it a game? I don't know. It's it is the game we're playing. We're we're spending something to make something more later, mm -hmm. and that's what marketing's job is: is to multiply capital. And if you don't know, by maybe it is, but you don't know. Like that's the point. It was happening offline. I it was happening, but we didn't know for, exactly. Per se. And that's why I know we consider marketing an investment. 100%. Just like everything else. Like that is an investment. You put a dollar in, you make more money later. Yep. It's not an expense. You're not losing money every month. That's the thing. If you're tracking your month, your campaigns and you're understanding where the sales are taking place and what generated that sale from the beginning. Tracking ROI. That's a true understanding of the investment that you're making. That's really when it becomes, an, it's always an investment at that point when you know you're succeeding in that realm mm -hmm. versus treating it like an expense. If you're throwing money into Facebook ads and you have no understanding of the return that is actually generating. You never know. If then it could be an expense to your business. Well, you, no, actually, you could be crushing and making 50 times X. Even more And then you, then you don't know and you turn it off and then you're losing. Yeah. Uh, we've had campaigns that have done that to us that we were really shocked to know that they were, you know, they led to uh, just into the ecosystem. And then all of a sudden they bought higher price packages and things like that because of the fact that an ad brought them into the our world, we nurtured those leads and things like that. And then they bought purchase offline or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It might not be an eight. They, the ad might've been for one product and they bought a different product. At the end of the day, it's still a conversion well, and it's still making you money. The unfortunate thing, what's out there and what's being taught to people is just so simple. It's like you drive traffic from Facebook to, and they make a purchase right here. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I don't know what happens. That's the problem. In the value of a lead itself. Once you generated that lead, <laughs> follow up, 
nurture them, continue the conversation until they die or they tell you to screw off. Like these people have raised their hands. They told you that they're interested in something that you've done. They've left you information for something of value. Continue to have that conversation because there's money in that. There's potential in in the list. Exactly. And once you've generated a lead, that is your lead to recontinue to market to until that no or that removal, you know, needs to take place. When we say market, we're not just saying continue to pitch this one lead, the same offer or new offers all day, every day. Push the content Content. that we just talked about Mm -hmm. was number one on this list. Push that content to your list. If they weren't ready to buy then, they had some interest. So let's get them to know, like, and trust you, build up that value, let them understand that you are the local expert, and then give them the offer. You don't have to pay any more money because they're on your list. Use your emails. Boom. I think that was a good one right there. I think, unfortunately, you might have some of these. You may not have any of these. Put these into place. Any of all, like, let's say the content's only going to make your direct response and your offers better. We just had the conversation. Your automa- yeah. yeah, with uh, Natalie. Natalie. Your automation's only going to make your initial investment get a better return on investment, right? Your original investment was, say, $1,000 to get 200 leads. You got $5 leads. Cool. You didn't make the sale today. Automation will help you make the sale in the future. So that original $1,000 you spend, you're not spending additional 1000 to get that sale. And automation is one of those areas where you're taking something off of your plate in a lot of ways. There's value there. Your time gets freed up. You can go spend it in other areas of your business that are income producing activities. And I know like the conversation that we have a lot with gym owners is, oh, I can't afford that piece of software. Or why would I, I'm not really into Scipio or, you know, I can't afford it. Well, yeah. you have to look at what it's doing for you as, as an individual, where you can spend your time without having to do that work that you're doing right now. Because that right there is probably worth the cost of the software first. But from a hard numbers standpoint, is that piece of software or bolting that into what you're doing already going to produce, what is it, maybe let's say $250 piece of software. For most of the facilities we work with, that's one client per Mm -hmm. month. Mm -hmm. If that software, if you can attract one annual client with that software alone, in addition to what you were capable of doing but already, that piece of software is paid for for the entire year. Perfect. Guys, that's scaling. So now that system's in place, let's get three, four, five, six, a dozen new people through your business. Because of the software. Because of the software that you just added into place. If That's exactly how you as a gym owner can help minimize the tasks on your plate and scale in ways that you can't without understanding those processes in place. Bo Show, another hashtag truth coming at (laughs) you. The soft, that's a big one. I mean, we, I get that, I don't want to say pushback, but it's a mindset. It's a belief. People don't understand the value of what that's doing for your business because they're hung up on the $250 price tag. Yeah, I know. So automation is a great place to... To save time. Time is money and you're going to increase your conversions. It's a win-win, triple win, bada bing, bada boom. Boom. Yep. All right. Well, Marketing must-dos, go put these into place. If you guys need help, pfmarketingsolutions.com. If you're a high-level gym owner and you want to be in the same room with another high a group of high-level gym owners, time's running out, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash event. Go mm-hmm. check it out. We'd love to have you out here. There is an application portion of that where uh, you do need to fit the criteria, but if you do, awesome. Love to have you guys out here. So that's it for now. Marketing must-dos, episode yeah. 42 in the books. Until next time, guys, keep changing lives. Bye. 
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. See, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help and I would be very grateful. Until next time, keep building something great and we'll see you on the next show.